Is this a spiritual podcast? <laughs> sure is. You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio, the realest conversation on spirituality, finding your truth, and creating a life that honors your soul. I'm your host, Megan Hale, and together we'll grow in more faith, more love, and doing our holy work in the world. We've always been holy, and we were born to be wild. Permission to be both is granted. This episode is sponsored by Honey and Sage Co., a women's wellness subscription care package and apothecary who believe in holy wellness and self-care is sacred. Find out more at honeyandsageco.com. Hello, you guys. Oh, my goodness. So it's episode six today, and I feel like we've already been on such a spiritual journey together already, just coming up to part three of this three-part series on the three shifts that accompany expansion. And I am so excited to dive in with you guys today. I've been thinking about this episode, dreaming about this episode, and so many things came up for me as I was gathering my thoughts, and it's going to be good. But before we get into the episode, I have one quick announcement. So if you follow me on Facebook, you know I am trying a new experiment, which is called an after the episode segment, where I'm going live on my Facebook page every Friday to dig in a little bit deeper to the episode that is out on the podcast that week, okay? So every Monday, new podcast episode comes out. Every Friday, we're going to have an opportunity to really dig in together a little bit deeper on Facebook Live where you guys can come and ask me questions. You can share your process. We can just be in community together as we're doing this spiritual work because I think the community piece is so incredibly important. So if you want to be notified when I go live every Friday, simply like my Facebook page. You can find me as Megan Hale. And you'll get a notification when I'm going live. And if you can't be there live, make sure to check back on that page like Friday afternoon. You can catch the replay. So here's the one little kicker. <laughs> uh, Friday is the only day that I don't have childcare, so my little one is home with me, and that means I can't really commit to a specific time every single Friday. So my goal is to do it at some time, like mid-morning, 9, 10, or 11, depending on when my little one naps. I just really need to be able to flex and flow with his schedule. So I appreciate your understanding on that, but again, if you like the Facebook page, you'll get the notification of when I'm live, and you can always catch the replay if you can't be there in real time. So you guys, oh my goodness, we have finally arrived and in more ways than one and you'll soon find out why. So for the past few episodes, we've been diving into the spiritual work that accompanies expansion and before we dive into part three today, I really want to talk about expansion for a second, like why we're even talking about it, why it's important and why we do this work, okay? So the first thing that I want to say about this is if expansion was easy, if it was easy to expand into our best selves, there wouldn't be a need for spiritual development or personal growth, first of all. There wouldn't be a need for life coaches, therapists, personal trainers, or any other type of professional that guides us through change. <laughs> because as I mentioned in part two, which is episode five, 
change is really hard. We cha-cha forward and we cha-cha back. And simply living through this limbo phase of change is challenging enough on its own, okay? There's a lot of contrast that shows up for us when we're in the messy middle. It's really deeply palpable because we're really like acutely aware of this gap that exists between who we are now and who we want to become, who we know we can become. And oftentimes we can feel like we're coming up short again and again, right? Which is why those four spiritual tools that I shared with you on episode five, the courage, the compassion, the hope, and the tenacity, those are so crucial in helping us just maintain our forward momentum on this journey, okay? Because this is a really deep experience. It takes a lot of mental energy, a lot of spiritual energy, a lot of emotional energy, and it can be very exhausting work. So I just wanted to normalize that kind of bring awareness to it because if you're in the middle of shifting some TFDs, I know you're feeling this and I know you're probably feeling tired. You're feeling a little burnt out. You're wondering if it's always going to be this hard and it's not because when you get to this final stage of expansion, which we're talking about today, everything feels much easier. Okay. So there is hope. So if it's hard right now, keep going, just keep going. <laughs> okay. So the thing with all this <laughs> is the contrast that you might be feeling right now, contrast that I know that I've definitely felt and I'm sure I will feel again, it becomes such a new normal for us that we actually gradually like grow accustomed to it. <laughs> and like this is the new level of conscious effort, I guess, we, we're going to be putting forth to become someone new. And so it's so gradual, like when it starts to taper off that we don't always notice it, right? And this is why I want to take you back to where this series all began, which was sitting in the river after Wild and Holy Weekend. And if you want to listen to the whole story on this, go back to episode three and check it out, okay? So as you recall, me and one of my dear clients were hanging out in the Guadalupe River after Wild and Holy Weekend. It was like a beautiful space, and we're sitting in the river and we're talking. And she mentions to me, She's like, I really wish I would have come to Wild and Holy Weekend earlier on in my spiritual journey, okay? And of course, me being the curious soul that I am, I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder why. And so I asked her and she said that she didn't feel like she had any big breakthroughs. <laughs> but what was really going on is that she hadn't felt any deep contrast, like the shifts, ahas, and spiritual opening she'd experienced earlier on in her journey, right? Which are indicative of the paradigm shifts and the shifting the TFDs, okay? And let me tell you, I am so glad that she shared this with me because it is so easy for us to get so used to that contrast that we come to expect it as an indication that we are shifting, growing, evolving, and expanding. Okay, and when that indication of contrast is not there, it's really easy for us to assume that nothing cool, nothing special, nothing big is going on, right? But here's the kicker, okay? <laughs> There's a very specific type of spiritual shift, the one we're going to be talking about today, that is actually void of deep contrast, okay? And it's this type of spiritual shift my client experienced a wild holy weekend and it's 
this type of spiritual shift that we do this work for, okay? So if that's the case, <laughs> you would think that we would have our eyes peeled for this kind of spiritual shift, right? Like if this is why we're doing all this hard work, spending all this time, the TFDs and the nitty gritty of change, you think we would be on the lookout for when we reach this last shift of spiritual expansion. But the thing is, more times than not, we get so grounded down into the actual work of the TFDs that we lose sight of how much we've changed, how much we've evolved, how much we've expanded, and most importantly, how easy some of the TFDs that we've been working on for a while have become, okay? And this is why, my friends, <laughs> having powerful mirrors around you is so incredibly important. And I can attest to this myself, okay? And this is why Wild and Holy Weekend speaks to me so much because it's a weekend of remembering, mirroring, and being reminded. And the coolest part about it is that it's not just me being a strong mirror for everyone that's there. Every other woman is being a powerful mirror for the other. And so together, we're all reminded. Together, we all remember. And it is so freaking good. Like, it's amazing to me how much shifts and a short weekend like this. But that speaks to the testament of what a powerful group of mirrors can do for you. So this last type of spiritual shift, if you're sitting on the edge of your seat, you're like, oh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> it's embodiment, okay? And embodiment is when we actually embody the changes that we have been working on. We actually become this new version of ourselves where all our spiritual work pays off, okay? But it is such a gradual progression that it is often overlooked. It's such a gradual process, right, of conscious effort after conscious effort that we actually lose track of when being this new version of ourselves starts to feel easy. And for this client in particular, she went into Wild and Holy Weekend with the intention of not isolating herself, of building connection, of being in community, okay? These were her goals. And because it wasn't that hard for her, because it didn't feel that forced, because it didn't require all this conscious effort like she was expecting it to, she didn't really feel like anything major had happened. <laughs> Because there wasn't any big aha. There wasn't any like big arrival for her, right? But as I was reflecting back to her, like how she had actually stepped into her intentions, how she had made good on her goals, and how there had been this ease about doing so, that's the power of having somebody reflect back to you your own growth and transformation to acknowledge it to celebrate it because sometimes we need that in order for us to notice that it's even taken place, right? <laughs> and the coolest thing is, like we've had several conversations since Wild and Holy Weekend and she's taken this embodiment to a whole new level where she's not just like being in community at a retreat, she's calling in community like where she lives. 
She's calling in friendships that she's been craving for a long time, more uh, mentors for herself to continue to grow and expand spiritually. I mean, this has been such a beautiful process to watch and witness for her. I'm watching her stand in this new embodiment of self, and it is so freaking cool. But that's the power of embodiment, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it would have been like if we hadn't had that conversation in the river. I don't know if she would have realized how big of a deal this was, that she had actually stepped into this new way of being, okay? Because let me ask you a question. Like, how many times have you had the experience in which you've seen someone that you haven't seen in a really long time, and they make this comment of how much you've grown or changed, right? And for you, it's like it doesn't really feel like you've grown or changed that much, or maybe it does. <laughs> but for most of it, it feels like it's just been this gradual evolution that we've lost sight of, right, between who we used to be and who we are now because it's so gradual, right? And the funny thing is, is like, isn't this why we do this work? To be that new version of ourselves that walks differently through the world, that carries ourselves differently, who experiences things differently who responds to things differently, who have laid down the bitterness or insecurities that we've been carrying, and instead we've healed and embraced and accepted and found more peace with who we are, where we've arrived ever so gradually to being someone we're proud of being. That's why we do this work, right? But far too often, and I am so incredibly guilty of this, you guys, <laughs> We don't take inventory of our own personal growth. We don't go back and look at how much we've changed or grown or how certain fears or insecurities have shrunk. I mean, have you lately? Have you gone back and looked, really reflected on how much you've grown just this past year, let alone like the past 15, and really put that in perspective for yourself, right? You know, the reason the shift in embodiment is so often overlooked is because just like waves, we have new paradigms coming in from time to time, right? And we have new TFDs come with them that <laughs> take a lot of our mental energy that we're working on shifting. And so we become so focused on our TFDs that we, on, the, on these new TFDs, that we actually lose sight of all the old TFDs that we actually aren't having to work on as hard anymore. Like they've kind of become our new normal. They've become kind of easy. So we lose sight of how we're becoming, embodying in certain areas that used to take a lot of conscious effort because there's still a lot of conscious effort. It's just shifted to something new, right? <laughs> like this is the, the path of spiritual work. But it's so incredibly important to reflect on all that we have become so incredibly important. So what this has done for me, just reflecting on this, you know, this has really kind of taken me back to enoughness work in a super strong way, right? Because what happens when all these waves are coming in, like we kind of start focusing on the new things that we want to work on and the new things that we want to embody, right? And we kind of lose sight of the things that we already are or we already have embodied. And this has enoughness work all over it, right? <laughs> so in so many of my interviews and in my own personal work, I came to the conclusion like enoughness cannot exist 
in the future. I cannot exist in the land of more. When I become more, do more, have more, achieve more, right? And neither can embodiment because there's always more for us to embody. Just like there's always more for us to become, there's always more for us to do here on earth, there's always more for us to have and open up to receiving, right? And so if we, we're placing our definition of enoughness or even on embodiment of, of seeing our spiritual growth on the things that we still haven't done yet, or the things we still haven't become yet, we're missing the spiritual point. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Honey and Sage Co. You guys, I just received my first subscription box and I am blown away by the quality of products they included. Not only does Honey and Sage Co. create their own apothecary products, but they also source from all of these other amazing goodies to create this really well-rounded wellness package. My favorite thing that I received was their Focused Intentions Aura Mist. I've literally used it five times already today, and I have a feeling that this is going to be my latest obsession. They're giving you 10% off your first subscription or your first shop order. Simply go to honeyandsageco.com and enter the coupon code HOLYANDWILD at checkout. But more than that, we're missing a huge opportunity for gratitude, practicing reverence for our path, finding the holiness and wholeness we've created for ourselves. And what this does is it leaves our perspective of self so greatly skewed. We become like far too much like what I need to still do, what I still need to become that we kind of lose sight of like the joy and the peace and the actual achievement of expansion <laughs> that we've created that lives in the now, right? <laughs> so I want to break down this experience of embodiment even more because I, this, is, this is so important. Like what, what does embodiment actually mean, first of all? Okay, so in grad school to become a therapist, I really, I gravitated towards humanistic theories like Carl Rogers, Abraham Maslow, and my beloved Viktor Frankl, who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, which is such an amazing book. Go read it if you haven't. And I loved the idea of self-actualization and the importance that they put on becoming our best selves for our mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being, right? But even more so, I love the way that they described pathology when we aren't pursuing self-actualization. This actually creates this sense of like bankruptcy for us, spiritual bankruptcy. So what is going on here from, you know, a psychological perspective is that there's a great deal of incongruency that shows up for us, right? So meaning there's a great deal of contrast between who we know we can be and who we're actually being. And let me just repeat that because this is a big piece, okay? So when we aren't pursuing our best selves and we know that we can be better or different or more expansive, right? This creates a great deal of incongruency for us, which is very uncomfortable because it means that we're not living true to ourselves or true to who we want to be, okay? And what this does is it creates a whole lot of contrast between who we know we can be and who we're actually being. 
okay? And this goes for anything. <laughs> the lover or spouse we know we can be, the dreams we know we can achieve, the healing we know we need to do to erase the bitterness in our hearts that are keeping us separate from God in my personal case. We always know when we aren't living up to our best selves, okay? And best self here is not really about like, the way I'm using this is like our, our most whole selves, our uh, most fulfilled selves, our most peaceful selves, okay? And for me personally, when there's that big incongruency there, it creates feelings of shame, feelings of inadequacy, and feelings of, guess what else? <laughs> Not enough, okay? But what has happened since I've started to awaken to this spiritual process of expansion is, is I've started to look at all this a little bit differently, okay? So I used to see possibility as like all the stuff that I still need to do to get there, right? But now... I see possibility like dreams or values that I want to embody more as things that are actually calling me forward. They're calling me forward to shift, evolve, grow, and expand. And it's when we aren't taking action towards meeting that possibility <laughs> where we can become shameful or judgmental. I know that we've experienced this. And even when we are taking action, this is so crucial. Perk your ears up. <laughs> Even when we are taking action, when it isn't happening as fast as we think it should, our progress isn't happening as fast as we think it should, we can still experience that self-judgment and that shame and that inadequacy and the not enough. Like, have you ever felt like you aren't as far along as you think you should be? We all have, right? Like, this is human. And if you add, like, this, this feeling lost in who you are and what you're here to do, you're going through, like, an existential crisis, which we will talk about later on in the podcast this season. This can add an excruciating layer to our seeking hearts, right? But the process of embodying our fullest expression is the process of bringing our TFDs into alignment with who we want to be, okay? So there's a little bit of an embodiment hack here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about that in a second, okay? But what this does is it creates congruency between our real self and ideal self, as Carl Rogers would say. It's when who we want to become is who we actually are. This is congruency. This is embodiment. And it happens so gradually the most of us don't even realize it when we've arrived because we're already off to the next thing to become. You see? So taking time to take inventory of your growth is the step so many of us overlook. We become so focused on all the more we have to do and achieve and become, we totally don't even give credit to what we've already done, achieved, and the person we already are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Want to do a great service to yourself and your soul? Take some inventory of how much you've grown in the past few years. Take inventory of who you are now and all that you have embodied. Learn to look for growth and progress instead of only your areas of improvement, right? Learn to celebrate yourself and all the tiny baby steps you are taking in your journey and be freaking proud of them. They take work. 
They take so much conscious effort. That's where those TFDs are. You know, you know how much work that takes. Be proud of all those little tiny steps, even when you're doing the cha-cha, okay? Because they all matter. All the steps back are giving you wisdom to take better steps forward, okay? So here's the thing. We are always in the process of embodying something new, and each new embodiment will reward us with a new vision of what's possible for us. That's the beauty of expansion. And so just like that, we continue to expand. Expansion never stops. That's what we're here to do, to expand into our best selves, to step into our holy work, to leave our unique impact, to find healing and congruency and peace and acceptance for the things that hurt and keep us separate from our divinity. We are here to awaken to the reality that there is no separation between us and God, that we're divine beings destined for divine work and wholeness and holiness. And the only way we get there is being our wildest selves, embracing our fullest expression. And that's where the expansion piece comes in. So let me share a little bit of an expansion hack for you, okay? Because typically, expansion can happen in one of two ways. One, it's very, very gradual when we're working on the TFDs, we're working on the TFDs, we're working on the TFDs, and gradually we're moving more and more into alignment with our new paradigm. And we start to embody these new TFDs as if they're our new normal, and we have arrived, okay? But there's one little hack that I will share with you. If you want to speed up the process of embodiment, you have to use your creativity. <laughs> this is a creative exercise, okay? So I want you to imagine, let's say that you're trying to embody more confidence, which is a common one for a lot of people. So if you want to embody more confidence, I want you to think about what kind of thoughts your confident self would have on a daily basis, what would the self-dialogue sound like between you and your confident self? What would a confident self be doing every single day? What kind of actions would he or she be taking? Okay, What kind of life would they be living? How would you know that this future version of yourself was confident? What would be the tiny little signs that you would pick up on? How would they carry themselves? How would they dress? How would they be putting themselves out there? How would they hold themselves in conversation? How would they be embracing or embodying confidence? Okay? If you can get crystal clear on that, you can kind of fake it till you make it a little bit. Okay? And this has helped me out a great deal. <laughs> I think about, you know, if, if confident or Bravery is one of my words lately. So if, if I were embodying bravery, what kind of things would I be thinking? What kind of worries would I have or more specifically not be having? How would I be um, taking action in my life if I was really embracing or embodying bravery? Okay. And so I use my creativity to imagine what this looks like, imagine what it sounds like, and then I start faking it until I make it <laughs> to where I'm embodying this, this piece of myself that I want to be more fully, okay, if that makes sense. So there is a little bit of a biohack there that you can use, but it's all going to depend on your creativity and actually putting that in action, okay?
So here's the thing. As I was writing out and gathering my thoughts on this episode, I had the realization, I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) we just talked about three types of spiritual shifts that accompany expansion, and I have seen each one of these spiritual shifts happen at Wild and Holy Weekend, right? It's about creating paradigm shifts of opening up to something new, of stepping into new TFDs, and embodying a new version of yourself. Wild and Holy Weekend, it's all about evolving and expanding, expressing and becoming, which is why this event means so much to me, because it encompasses so many levels of spiritual work. So much so like the gift of this experience will continue to unwrap itself for you for months and months to come. Like This is what I'm witnessing with the women who joined me in June. They're embodying things in a new way. They have these new TFDs that they're working on, really diving into. They have these new paradigm shifts that have happened. They're like, whoa, how does this change my view on life? Like they're in this beautiful process of continuing their expansion following this this retreat. So if you're ready to welcome this wild and holy work into your life, I would love to invite you to visit wildandholyweekend.com to learn more about this intimate retreat experience and how you can say yes to your own personal expansion while being held in a really sacred container to shift, evolve, and grow in your truth. So the next Wild and Holy Weekend is coming up September 22nd through 24th. It'll be in Austin, Texas. It's a weekend for self-expression and soul expansion that will literally shift the way you walk through the world. So if this is calling you, if this work is calling you, if you've totally loved this series, girl, please come and join me. I would love to have you there. You can find more info at wildandholyweekend.com. And I'd love to hear your feedback. Have you enjoyed this series? Because we're going into a relationship series next on how we actually get the support we need from our partner while we're going through spiritual expansion, how we can support our partner if they're going through expansion, and also how to maintain connection in all of our relationships, like with our family, with our friendships. I mean, these, this is really important because we shift and we grow a lot when we're expanding. And it's going to change who we are. It's going to change how we walk through the world. And being able to maintain our relationships you know, through that process is really important to a lot of us. So I want to make sure that I'm speaking to that. So that's what's coming next. Stay tuned to the podcast. Check me out this Friday for an after the episode. We'll dive in a little bit deeper. And I hope you have a beautiful, powerful, magical week.